This is Rosen Institute's Your Law Firm, covering management, marketing, finance, and new technologies for growing your law firm. Here's Lee Rosen. It's good to be with you today from Bangkok, Thailand. We're in our last couple of days now before we leave the city and head down to the beach. We have been in Bangkok for, oh, about seven weeks altogether. We came here for Lisa, my wife, to get physical therapy. She had had surgery on a torn tendon in her foot while we were in the Raleigh-Durham area, and that went well, and here she's had the physical therapy, and they've done a good job, and that's wrapping up. And so our time here has been exactly what we were hoping. This is an easy city to hang out in. There's lots of great service. The hotels that we have stayed in have just made this incredibly easy for her to deal with the navigating, not having full mobility. And so it has been an excellent place to hang out. But we're looking forward to getting out of the big city and getting out to the beach and having a little bit of recuperation from the pace of the city. And she'll keep working, doing the exercises, getting her foot back into tip-top shape. So that's going well. It's time for your tech tip. Lots of lawyers use software that is designed specifically for the law firm, for the legal marketplace. The software package that comes to mind most immediately is Clio. It's probably the big player in the small law firm space. There are lots of other players in the medium and larger law firm space. And Those products are built for law firms specifically. They are customized for law firms. Now, the reality is that we, as a market, are not terribly demanding. Lawyers don't expect a lot out of their software. I have no idea why that is. I always find that a little bit disappointing. But we aren't very demanding, and so we get software that is generally good, maybe good enough, but not great. It's nothing special. There's lots of software that does most of the same stuff that we need done that is made available to general businesses, and the software is a lot better. They expect more, and they get more, often at a lower price. For whatever reason, we truly are, as lawyers, willing to pay more for less satisfying technology. Now, part of that, I think, is because we need some specific features that the rest of the business world doesn't need. We need, for instance, time and billing. A lot of the world doesn't require the same sort of time and billing software that we need. We like to have built-in trust accounting, uh, that sort of thing. Now, there are lots of other businesses that bill for time, and there's lots of software designed for them to use. It just doesn't have that trust accounting integration piece that is convenient for lawyers to have. But because we need a few specific things, we make incredible compromises and accept what I think of as second-rate software. We're willing to use things that nobody else who has any sense would be willing to use. And so coming to that realization many years ago, back in the early 90s, led me to move away from legal software and toward using general business software. I built a client relationship management system on a product back in the 90s called Lotus Notes. And then in the 2000s, we moved to Salesforce, and we stuck with that for a long time. The law firm is, in fact, still using Salesforce. Now, Salesforce is a big, complicated, expensive platform, and I'm not necessarily suggesting
suggesting that product to every small law firm. It's an interesting product. It's worth exploring. It's probably better than a lot of the alternatives. But there is a product that I have used that falls somewhere in between the not very good legal software and the very feature-rich and expensive products like Salesforce, and that's called Zoho, Z-O-H-O dot com. I actually used Zoho for quite some time here at Rosen Institute. We've migrated away. We're using something different now, and the reality is we migrate all the time because we like trying new things. And so we're willing to take all of our data and move it from point A to point B, mostly just because we enjoy the experiment. But we had a very positive experience with Zoho. Zoho is a suite of tools. Now, I think Zoho positions themselves as the number two in a lot of categories. They don't strive to be number one. They are not generally the best of breed. Where they excel is that their products are integrated together in a really convenient way, but the products, while they are integrated, are not always the best product for a particular use case. But the integration is nice. Having all of your data working together, for instance, being able to easily use your CRM with your email product, with your spreadsheet product, with your accounting products, having all of that working and flowing together is very convenient. What Zoho does, I think, is they look at those best-of-breed products and they borrow the features and the benefits of those products. So they're always lagging slightly behind the best-of-breed, but they're really good at copying and borrowing features. And so they're a strong second-place player in a lot of categories. Zoho is worth an exploration. When you go look at Zoho, you're going to find that they are doing pretty much everything you can imagine with software. They're dealing with all of the accounting. They're dealing with all of the HR, with the CRM, with all the tools you need in a workplace, the things you would have gotten from Microsoft or from Google. They've got all sorts of marketing tools. I could go on for 15 minutes talking to you about the software that they offer. It is truly comprehensive. They have everything you can imagine. Their applications, again, they're not typically the best of breed, but they're solid. They get the job done. If you're using a Zoho spreadsheet or Zoho Docs to create a document or using the Zoho email product or any of the more powerful, sophisticated database products, their email automation product, whatever it may be, it's all pretty good stuff. And so your tech tip for today is to take a moment and step back from those products that are marketed to lawyers and go look at what's possible, what's out there at a very reasonable cost, often at a lower cost than what you're paying right now, and look at the software and look at the features and think about the benefits and ask yourself if you're willing to work to customize, to tailor this software so that it can then do for you those few things that the software marketed to lawyers specifically does for you while also doing a lot more and often in a much more effective way. Zoho is an interesting suite of products to explore. You may find yourself impressed by what's there and what's possible, and it may, at a minimum, get your wheels spinning in your head, get you thinking about what might be an option for you and the direction you might prefer to go in, rather than just following the pack and buying what everybody else is buying, even when it's so obvious that most of that software is so mediocre. That's your tech tip for today.
And now for your moment of concise advice, I want to give you a quick and easy four-step plan for building a successful law firm. Now, this plan works for anyone who's willing to follow it. I promise you, it simply works. It's a plan that you can use to build your business, but it's also a plan that you can use to build your life. It'll get you what you want in any area of your life. It really will. So here you go. Here's the four-step plan. Number one, decide what you want. You know, you can have most anything you want if you'll decide. Now, many of us won't even take the time to think about it, to think it through. But even those of us who do sit down and sketch out our goals and start to decide what we want, well, we hesitate to commit. We think about it. We think maybe there are better options. We're not quite sure if our plan is a good one. Why do we do that? Why do we hesitate? to commit? Well, it's because it's easier to keep our options open than it is to make a decision. The reality is that making that decision to get something means that we have to give up something. And most of us are more motivated to avoid giving up something than we are to get something. And too many of us, because we won't decide, end up getting very little. We spend our lives wobbling around, unable to commit and we don't get much of what was on our list. We've got to commit. And then once you decide, once you commit, you've got to keep that decision. I like to call it a vision. You've got to keep that decision or that vision top of mind. You need to think about it every single day. It needs to be your North Star, and you need to keep moving toward that North Star. Now, that's the first thing. The second thing is you've got to know why you want it. Just seeing that North Star, that's not enough. There have been all kinds of books written on the idea of finding your why. Why do you want it? Why does it matter to you? Well, you've got to find your why because knowing why you're doing it it drives you forward. It's a source of energy for you. And knowing your why is an essential element of bringing everyone else along for the ride. They need to know why they're helping. They need to understand the mission. They need to know where we're headed if they're going to be expected to contribute to the cause of achieving the vision. So you've got to find your why, and then you've got to share it with everybody who's coming along for the ride. Number three, you've got to create a plan to get it. The reality is that the plan, whatever plan you create, it's not going to be exactly right, and it's not going to work out exactly as you intend. But the exercise of planning, that will move you in the right direction. A bad plan is dramatically better than no plan. If all you do is muddle through the day, then that definitely won't get you where you want to go. You need a plan, even if it's a bad plan, because that plan will get better and better with every step forward that you take toward that vision, toward that North Star. And finally, the fourth thing, you've got to be persistent. You know what you want, and you know why you want it, and you've got a plan for getting it. Well, now all that remains is getting up each morning, getting out of bed, and working on the plan. One day at a time, week after week, month after month, and the next thing you know, 
You've reached that North Star. You have arrived at the place that you wanted to go. So that's it. It's a four-step plan. It'll get you anything that you want. Number one, decide what you want. Number two, know why you want it. Number three, create a plan to get it. And number four, be persistent. Then you can have it. That's your moment of concise advice. Wrapping up from Bangkok, we've just got a couple of more days here and we'll be off and running. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me today. I hope you have a great weekend and an even better week next week. Keep plugging away, moving forward and getting things done. You're on the right track. You'll get there. I promise. We are all in this together and together we build better practices through better marketing, better management and better technology. Until next time. I'm Lee Rosen. Thanks for listening to Your Law Firm. Visit rosensrules.com for our free course on the 10 critical rules all successful law firms follow.